I'm Michelle, certified personal trainer and certified nutrition coach. And I'm Marissa, and I'm a certified nutrition coach and group fitness instructor. And this is the Strong and Simple Podcast. We're tackling the latest fads, trends, and hot topics in the nutrition, wellness, and fitness industries using science and conversation to bust myths and give you the information you need to navigate the bullshit. Tune in for your twice a week truth bombs every Tuesday and Friday. All right, everybody, you are in for a super, super treat. I know Marissa and I have talked a lot about some upcoming guests that we were going to have on that you are going to love. And today is one of them. And I'm so excited to have Lisa Acker join me on the Strong and Simple podcast today. I actually met Lisa at a networking event um, a few months ago. And Marissa is super bummed that she can't be here today. So that just means we're probably going to have to do a part two um, so that Marissa can join us um, for this amazing conversation in the future. So little preface, Lisa is a love, sex, and dating coach who has worked as a matchmaker for several years and coached hundreds of clients on their love lives and on meeting the right person. In her coaching practice, she helps and empowers women in every aspect of loving themselves, creating an amazing relationship with themselves and their partners, whether you are single or in a relationship and meeting the high value partner of your dreams. Lisa creates a warm, loving space for her clients to be honest and authentic so that they can truly heal themselves and love themselves for who they are on the inside, as that is what Lisa truly believes reflects outer beauty. Um, so I'm so excited to dig into several meaty topics this, um, this evening uh, with Lisa about love, about sex, about dating, about being a matchmaker. Uh, but first, I'm going to turn it over to Lisa to introduce herself. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's such a pleasure to be here. So um, just as a quick introduction to myself, uh, you know, as Michelle um, stated, I was a former matchmaker working for a different company. I did coach hundreds of clients, both men and female and now have just branched off into my own business um, just to work with ladies solely and directly. I really just want to empower women in their own individual beauty, help them with their worth so they really can attract the right partner and call in that partner, the man of the dreams, that high value man that we all want to meet or high value partner that we all want to meet, but, you know, are not maybe quite sure how to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I take a lot of pride um, in making sure that everybody feels welcomed. It's a very non-judgmental, open and warm space for my clients. I really want to make sure that um, everybody in, the, in, in this world feels loved for who they are in the most authentic way possible. And I pride myself in helping clients achieve that. Now, if whether you are single, in a relationship, or in a marriage, um, I work with all clients of all realms to help them create the best relationship with their partner as possible. And also to help, as you know, Michelle is stating, help heal yourself because really until you heal what's on the inside, you cannot attract the right person on the outside. 
So uh, I'm just so excited to be here joining <laughs> Michelle on this wonderful podcast and just very excited to be able to help um, all ladies in their relationships or if you're single, um, you know, and give some really great information and hope, hope it helps you attract that partner that you're looking for. Oh, amazing. I think the work that you do is really important because like you said, being able to heal ourselves on the inside and recognize and really love ourselves is then what helps, you know, kind of radiate that energy out, right. Being almost like who we want to attract or putting that energy out. Um, could you tell me a little bit about how you got interested in matchmaking? Like how did that, how did this become a career for you? How did this become your calling? So this is the most random story that you will probably ever hear. <laughs> But uh, when I was sort of in a career that I wasn't fully happy with, I had worked for this other company. Um, again, I'm working solely for myself at this point, but I worked for this other company and it was a very short visit just because the person I was supposed to replace actually ended up staying. Okay. But I realized I was really happy in that with that company and happy in that space. So I just did a little bit of intuitive, you know, internal questioning to say, where was I happiest? Because I was really searching for a career that felt authentic and wonderful to me. And so how I started, you know, as a matchmaker was I asked myself the question on which, where was I happy, happiest, then reached out to this particular company. Um, all the same people that I worked with prior were still there. Uh, and at the time they didn't actually have the type of position that I was looking for. So mm -hmm. I just assumed that was a sign. Um, I don't believe there's any coincidences. <laughs> And so about, about two weeks later, I get a call from the regional uh, manager and they have a position open that's more aligned for me. And then I just started working with this national company and traveling all over and helping um, people find the love of their lives. That is amazing. Um, what are some of the things that you do to help folks find the love of their lives? So and I know every case, every person you've worked with, every situation is individualized and unique, right? But what are some of the, um, if somebody was going to set up a time to work with you or have you set them up or be a matchmaker, right? What are some of the, what would a session with you look like? So I want to really clarify. Um, I actually kind of moved more into the love, sex, and dating coach. Okay. I stepped away from matchmaking just because it felt, it didn't feel like aligned for me. And I'll explain a little bit why, you know, when I was working as a matchmaker, while it gave me some really great experience, I worked with hundreds of clients to help them find their partner. What I felt was missing that was that we weren't working on the actual problem. We were trying to have a list of qualities that, you know, clients would come in and it was very specific about what they were looking for, but they hadn't healed themselves, but they hadn't gotten to the root of the cause of what was going on internally. And so in turn, you know, some, uh, some clients would be, end up very successful. There were definitely a lot of clients that got matched, but then on the flip side of it, the clients that weren't healed or just looking for a list. I wish I had a build a partner workshop mm. in my backyard, but I don't. The clients that were just looking for this list of qualities, you know, they weren't as successful. And for okay. me, 
my main goal is to help people to serve them. And I can't help and serve someone who hasn't healed themselves, who hasn't recognized that their childhood patterns and have really defined and made them who they are in their relationships, who hasn't understood what their attachment pattern looks mm. like and how that gets reflected outwards. So I really work with my clients to go back to their childhood, look at their attachment patterns, look at what their dynamic between their parents, what they saw growing up, because those are usually the, the dynamics that they attract in their partners until they heal those it's really hard to call in the right partner for, for you um, at that time. And then what you ends up happening is you really attract the same person in a different shell. Okay. And, you know, people wonder why I'm like, they keep attracting the, a similar person, but that's why they haven't healed themselves. Okay. And you, people want to attract that believe like, oh, I attract what I want. No, you attract what you are. So wherever you are in your life is what you're going to attract. Thank you so much for clarifying that. So <laughs> because I wasn't really sure what the difference would be between matchmaking and the actual coaching. And that makes so much sense is that being matched is essentially like I'm looking for X, Y, Z, and then a matchmaker would then find somebody who had those qualities. Is that mm -hmm. correct? Okay. But you are working with your folks to really dig in, to do the inner healing, to kind of repair and to get to the root of what's happening and why they are looking for certain qualities or why they're looking for qualities and maybe not finding that the quality being bounced back to them. Yes. Sense? Yeah. And I love this analogy. I, I, you know, I want you to think about matchmaking as putting a bandaid over a burn. Oh, okay. Not very <laughs> you effective. Know, is that actually going to work to heal it? <laughs> Probably not. I mean, if it does, that's a miracle. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, um, you know, we just, I, I want to get to the root of the problem and the heart of the problem. I love that. Um, I think that that's a lot of the work that I try to do as a fitness and nutrition coach is, you know, like it's more than just here's a workout here's, you know, and I don't do meal plans, but it's why are you repeating patterns with your relationship with food and fitness and your body? Why do you kind of keep having to have that same cycle over and over and over again? And it's usually there's something deeper happening and I'm not a therapist, so I'm not going to say that like, I'm doing therapy with folks, but having people just being able to look at like, this is where these patterns started. This is how this pattern actually makes me feel. And I'm ready to try something on the other side. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one of the things that I'm really interested in digging in with you is, um, what dating for folks in the their thirties and beyond. Um, even especially for, we have a lot of women who listen, who are in their forties, who are recently divorced or are, you know, entering a new stage of their lives. And it's kind of like, they're getting their feet wet, dipping their toes in with exploring dating. Do you want to kind of give an, um, a look into what that looks like, um, out there in the dating world? So, you know, 
I understand it can be kind of scary. Um, you know, when you're with in a relationship or with your partner for years, you get used to being really comfortable it with that one person. And then all of a sudden, you know, that person isn't in your life. And you're, if you're depending on how much you're dating, or if you're going even on just first dates, you know, meeting a new person and having a conversation, it can come natural for some people, but most of us, it does not. Right. Yeah, right. And so <laughs> I recommend um, just a few little tips I recommend for people that are like newly single one, you know, relax, just get into feel whatever helps you relax. Like I'm more of a music person. So before I'm getting ready to go on a date, I'll, you know, turn on some music and just kind of really get into the groove Two, if you're the type of person that is a little bit more nervous or may have trouble coming up with questions, like have some questions prepped and ready in your head that you can ask them to build attraction and emotional connection. Now, granted that first date, you're just getting to know each other. You're, you're there. Go in with the mindset of you're just there to have some fun. Mm. See if it's a fit, you know, make sure, you know, it's the right fit for you is just as much as he's choosing you, you are choosing him or you're choosing them, your partner, whatever that looks like mm -hmm. for you. And realize like there isn't, they're probably just as more, just as nervous as you are. <laughs> right, right. I think sometimes we forget that like we're humans. It's okay to be nervous. It's okay to have those jitters. That's normal. And it's, even if it feels comfortable for you, it's okay to say, I'm a little nervous, you know, and mm. whatever will help you relax throughout the course of the date. Now, I don't recommend, you know, having, you know, more than two to three glasses of wine or whatever you like to drink mm -hmm. max on the first date. But if a one glass of wine or whatever you'd like to drink is helpful, then have that glass of wine just to loosen those nerves, get into the moment. What notice the things around you too. That whatever the partner has set up for you for the date, if you're an environment type of person, and that person has picked out an environment that you would never go to, just pay attention to that. Now, granted, they don't know you. If you point it out to them and be like, oh, this isn't a place I'd normally pick and kind of explain what you like. Mm. And then you go on a second date and they do the same thing. I'm not saying that's a, a full on red flag, but it's not a good thing. Let's put right. it that way. Pay attention to those little things because ultimately, in order to attract the right partner, you can't ignore the little things in the beginning that are going to show you if it, he, if this person is the right partner for you in the future. Yeah, that's really important um, that I, you know, somebody on the first date or the second date listening to what you have to say and then actually paying attention to that and, and following mm -hmm. through. Where do you even find people to date nowadays? So I've been married for thir 13 years. Uh, so I've been out of the dating game for a long time. And when I started, um, or when I like started dating my husband, like things like match.com and like Yahoo dating and things like that were just kind of popping up, but most people met people out at the bar or through friends. Where, where are folks meeting quality partners these days? So, you know, you can still meet people through friends. You can still meet people out. 
you know, either networking meetings or even just out at a restaurant or bar. Those are still methods that people use. Now, granted, majority of people are meeting people online. I know it can seem uncomfortable. You know, as as a dating coach, I'm an expert on navigating online and being able to show my clients how to figure out if the person that they are talking to is high value, high quality, and to also navigate some of those red flags really quickly. So they don't have to go through like, you know, two, three, four dates with someone that was demonstrating red flags on their profile or through the conversation that they were having. So I know it's not always the most comfortable thing to be online where, you know, we're, we're being vulnerable. And as women, women, you know, we have to protect ourselves always, obviously, but with that being said, you can turn that experience into a beautiful, warm experience if you, you know, I don't want to say attack, but mm. <laughs> that's the first word that came to my mind. <laughs> you know, if you approach it the right way. Um, and if you approach it from a very positive, warm, loving space and come out with a positive profile, I recommend when you're trying to attract a partner, don't put what you don't want on your profile. A lot of us do that. Okay. It is a turnoff because yeah. what it says is it says, this is what I've been through and this is what I'm trying to avoid. It already tells your partner, I've experienced this and I don't like it. Okay. I'm from a place of, hey, I um, you know, I, I, this is what I like. This is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. This is who I am. Mm-hmm. Whatever qualities reflect the best and, you know, for you, I want you to come from that space of doing that. Now, as far as photos online, you know, I recommend having a couple professional shots, depending mm-hmm. on whether you're, you know, in the LGBT community or if you are, you know, heterosexual, wherever you're you're coming from. Now, if you're in the heterosexual community, obviously men are visual. It's mm-hmm. an unfortunate truth. And I don't like saying it because ladies, I see beauty from the inside. But in order to first attract that in, especially like with a man, your Mm -hmm. profile has to be representative of someone that he even wants to, you know, put his like, take, you know, think about walking through a door. (laughs) He doesn't even want to walk through the door if if your profile pics don't actively reflect that. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, just in general with your pictures, um, you know, be authentic you know, be whoever you are, but also understand, don't put a lot of pictures with you and your friends. Okay. Nobody wants to play the, who am I? (laughs) Who am I actually? Who am I talking to? Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) I want to play the guessing game. Make sure you have a full body shot in there. Um, you know, head on, uh, again, the heterosexual community, men, it's a red flag if you don't. Okay. If you are coming from an angle, um, men get burned. I've seen this before because, you know, when I've been on dates, they've asked me. I even had a guy make me take a video of myself to prove oh. that I was. I mean, that was a red flag for me. But, right. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 Um, but just so you know, like, 
because there are women online that are misrepresenting themselves, if you don't have that full, you know, body shot of yourself kind of head on, either you're going to attract someone that you get on the date and it's just not going to work. So you're wasting both of your time, Mm -hmm. or you're going to also attract someone who is like, it's just not going to be in your most authentic self. Own your beauty, own the features that are your best features. Like, you know, we, we, as women don't always love every single feature about ourselves, but the more that you love the features that you don't like about yourself, the more that you're going to draw in an authentic person that accepts those things for you. And that includes with your body, you know, that includes body confidence for Mm. however you are, however you look a lot of women, especially in your thirties and forties have had, had children and, you know, that's going to leave you in a different state than when you had the child, but look at what the outcome was mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the most beautiful thing that you can ever do for yourself in your, in your life. Right. And so, you know, own that, love that about yourself. Cause trust me, a man that sees your beauty or a partner that sees your beauty, they are going to own, they're going to be like, I, I'm so excited that I even get the pleasure of being in this person's presence. And it's because you love yourself within first, not looking outward for affirmation or, you know, attention or seeking that in the wrong department. That's not to say that if there is something that you don't like about yourself, if you want to fix it, I'm all for loving yourself as is, but also fixing whatever you want to fix, but don't focus on that. Right. Don't make that center, make the center. Who are you on the inside? So you can attract a beautiful person that is also a beautiful person on the inside. I think that, I mean, there's a couple of things in here, but I mean, first of all, I think that there's a lot of catfishing, right? So where you have, um, where there's definitely like a spectrum of that, where there can be, there was like a whole show on like MTV or something a few years ago about catfishing, right? Like, where people were having these like year long relationships with people that they had never really seen before. And then it turned out that they weren't anybody who they thought that they were talking to, you know? So I can see where that, the importance of like, I want to see who I'm talking to. And I mean, for some people that might be coming from like a really shallow point of view, right? Like I want to find somebody who looks like Barbie, or I want to find somebody who, you know, I'm only looking for these physical characteristics. Right. But it could also be like a, I want, like you said, I want to see who I'm talking to so I can feel that energy through the, their photographs to know if this is somebody who feels good about themselves to be who they are. Right. So. Well, and I want to mention something about that. So if someone lies about something on their profile, be it age or how they look, you are starting something off on a, at the very least a misrepresentation. But in most cases, that's a lie. That's a reflection of your character. Mm-hmm. Does anyone want to date someone that can't even tell them the correct age right, that right. they are, right? Or can't show them a, a photo that's recent? Right. Like don't expect someone to accept you for who you are. If you're not being honest, Mm -hmm. I know personally, I would never date somebody that was dishonest with me. 
And so don't, if you're doing that on your profile, which hopefully not, but if you're doing that, then don't get mad when somebody is like, this is not going to work. And I'm not interested in seeing you again, because you've misrepresented yourself, which is really just a form of a lie. Yeah. And I know that there's so much pressure to like, look a certain way. And I'm sure that you know, that pressure to look a certain way and be a certain way and to be a certain age. And especially if you are somebody who's 30 or 40 or 50 entering the dating scene, either you're still in the dating scene or you're re-entering that pressure to look a certain way, to be a certain way in order to attract somebody. But finding that like understanding that, like you said, Lisa, to the put a picture of yourself up there that's 20 years old or, you know, from a certain angle or whatever, that's not necessarily accurate is not necessarily, you might get more attention from people, right. From certain folks who think they're looking for a certain look, right. Or a certain age, but you're going to show up to that date and you're both going to be like, what's happening here. Um, Yeah. 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 And I've seen that happen or I've heard that that has happened quite a bit and more, you know, just in my own dating experiences. And again, that's not, you know, some people are polite and I give them credit for having grace. Um, But there's some people that are not polite and believe it or not, it's even happened to me. I had a person um, literally go to the bathroom and then made some sort of work excuse without even oh, so no. much as saying, I think they didn't really, I'm really short. I don't think that they realized I'm really that oh, short. No. <laughs> so, but it, regardless, like understand that every single person has a type and, you know, first and foremost, okay, you want to have, you want to have um, physical compatibility, mental and emotional compatibility. But, you know, first and foremost, people have to have, be attracted. Right. In order to have that, you have to have chemistry and compatibility. And so if somebody's not physically attracted to you, for, forget trying to get into the front, you know, that front door. You're not going to get through that front door at all. You're going to be stuck in the doorway. Right, <laughs> right. <an> analogy. Um, <laughs> in the doorway, hoping that it goes somewhere that it's never going to go. So. I mean. It's unfortunate that there's certain standards that people, you know, that we have in society to, that people feel that we need to all be at a certain standard, but knowing that, um, like you were saying, the more confident we can feel in ourselves, the more confident we can feel about being our authentic selves and putting that out there, you're more likely to find somebody. It might take a little longer, but you're more likely to find somebody than to put yourself in a situation where you might end up on a first date with somebody who's not so nice or where it's going to be a dead end for both of you. Right. Cause do you really want to be with somebody who, mm-hmm. when they see you in person is like, that's not who they're looking for. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, you're, I like, I love to get into the mindset of like actually thanking people for not choosing me. And I think people, you know, they're like, gosh, it's, you know, why did that work out? But 
thank them because what they're doing is allowing you to find the person that actually will appreciate you for who you are versus trying to have someone appreciate you for, you know, something that you're not, or trying to be something that you're not to attract that partner within and think that when the more you thank them, the more that you set those healthy standards and boundaries Mm -hmm. from the beginning of the relationship, the more the relationship can grow, the more that you, you become the queen, you're in your queen energy. And then you attract that right partner to you because you're like, I am not going to just you know, settle for this and that and the other. I want this. I expect this. I deserve this. Awesome. So it's very important. Yeah. I I deserve this. I deserve someone who's going to treat me well, who wants to be with me, who wants to love me, who's in this to win it. Right. Like, like that's the energy we want. What are some of the, so we had, you'd started talking about things that you might put on your profile, like the pictures that you would put on and like some tips for that. What are some other things that are really going to be like super highlights to have on your profile that are going to accentuate who you are? So really, you know, when you write your profile, like describing yourself very accurately, like, and I may have said this, so I don't want to repeat myself, but more so like, you know, if you're sincere, warm, I'm looking for, you know, integrity, honesty, you know, doing something kind of fun too. Like, Mm. okay, maybe um, you put a question on there that allows them to be able to open, like, like when they say hello to you, they have something to ask you. Oh, that's a good idea. You know, because a lot, I've noticed a lot of people just in general don't know where to start the conversation. So you can't come into a conversation going, hi, hi, <laughs> how are you? <laughs> you know what I'm doing? <laughs> but you can't do that because guess what? Where's that conversation going to go? It's not going to go anywhere. A lot of the stuff that I recommend doing, even when you start the conversation and depending on what app you're on, because there are mm. apps that women do have to initiate. And if that's who you are, I recommend those apps. Um, But always look at their profile and then have a question that you can ask them. Or if they don't give you anything to ask them, I recommend paying them a compliment. So, so like, you know, something I always um, used, if there wasn't a question or something I could come up with to ask, I would just be like, you know, hi there, nice pics, wink you know, at least you're opening up the conversation for them to say, thank you. You know, I liked your pics as well. And then you can kind of go from there and have a list of questions, just general questions to build the conversation, to build emotional attraction. Um, Some of these questions include like, what qualities are you looking for in a partner if they don't list that on their profile? Yeah. That's they a listen good one. on their profile. You may not want to ask that. If they talk about travel, where have you traveled to and what's on your bucket list? You know, if you, if they are talking about, they love, you know, soccer, sports or football, what's your favorite team? And, you know, like, do you love going to live events, watching on TV, whatever you see that you can actually relate to in their, in their profile, you bring that into the conversation and then, you know, it allows them to open up about themselves and you to open up up about yourself. Now, something I really want to point out to ladies, I get that we all want to feel comfortable. 
and we want the timing to be right. The beware, timing is everything. So mm. tips I want to give. One, don't respond back too quickly. If okay. you match with someone, do not respond to them right away. That okay. says you're very eager. Oh. That takes away from your value. Okay. okay. I want you to be that high value woman so you can draw in that high value man. Okay. Two, um, when you are responding um, back and forth, allow some space to be created, but not too much space. Okay. Don't wait three days to respond <laughs> to someone. <laughs> I mean, right. I know it sounds kind of obvious, but you know, we get busy as, as mm-hmm. people, but you know, again, we show, we, we teach men how to treat us. We teach our partner how to treat us. Yeah. And so you, you can't really draw in someone if there's so much space, you know, there's a saying, and I hate to bring in sales, but they're saying in sales, you know, time kills all. It's the same thing with dating. Time okay. kills all. So if you let too much time go by, then you're going to, it's, it's going to be hard to pull in that conversation. If you let too little time go by, then you're, you're screaming, even though you're not, that doesn't mean you are, you're just excited, right? Mm-hmm. You're screaming that I have nothing better, much better going on. There is nothing more attractive than a woman who's attracting a high value partner who has your own busy life her own things going on for herself, her own friends, her own fun and everything else. And that is what draws in that high value partner is Mm -hmm. having your own stuff, but being able to meet. So other things I want to suggest and recommend. So as far as when you're, when you're having these questions back and forth, set a time limit for yourself. Because there are plenty of people out there that there's a term called orbiters. I didn't come up with it. It's another dating coach that I've worked with, Okay, but um, it's orbiters. And what they are, are people that are either just looking for like affirmation or attention. They have no intention of moving the conversation or, you know, you know, moving any, anything forward with you. Okay. Okay. And because they're not trying to move anything forward with you, they will stay on there and talk to you back and forth for two, three, four weeks. Oh my God. Like, yeah, you're not going to get anywhere with someone if that much time goes by, because think about what it really takes and involves to get something started. Once you've talked about everything via that you can talk about online, what do you talk about on the date? Like, right, right. You know, it, it's going to be really hard to kind of draw that in. Now, if someone is feeling coming across as a little bit more timid or shy, I recommend doing a little bit of a buy-in with them. Okay. And when I say that is like, if you're ready to move the conversation off to at least to, you know, texting on the phone, um, you can say something very simple like, um, you know, uh, would, would you like to exchange numbers? Okay. You know, you're not asking, can I have your phone number? Don't get into your masculine energy unless that's who you are. You're saying, would, you know, would you like to exchange phone numbers? That way they have to say yes or no, or they won't respond if they don't want Mm -hmm. to, but then you know where you stand and you don't have to waste any more time worrying about somebody that is truly not worth it, worth your time. Your time is important. 
it is valuable. And the more time that you spend accepting behavior that is not representative of the high value woman that you are, the more you tell the universe to send you more of that or whatever you believe in. <laughs> um, you know, and I want all my ladies to attract a partner that truly wants to spend the time, money, and investment on them to show them that they are worth it in every way. And, you know, a person that's not moving the for the conversation forward or doing that is not, they're not in that energy. They're either, they may be timid and that might be okay. But the other thing I want you to relax around too, and I want to mention, don't yeah. do this too quickly either. Okay. Don't get in, you know, three days in, four days in, and you know, give them at least like a, a week. If they if they ask right away, that's great. That just means yeah. they're excited about you. That's fine. If you're comfortable, if you are not comfortable, honor that mm -hmm. and tell them, listen, I need to talk to you just a little bit more to feel comfortable to exchange numbers. Okay. Like you could you set the standards and boundaries from the get-go, and you, it will either be the way that you set it up, or you'll be like, I'm uncomfortable. And then you won't respond. And then you might lose out on someone who's actually really interested in you. So just be really aware and present of those things. You know, that being said, don't, yeah, if you get into it too quickly, you've lowered your value from the get-go. Like you've mm -hmm. literally said that I, you know, I am, okay. Like I'm, I, I'm so excited. Like, I just want to not waste my, yeah, we know that you don't want to waste your time, but guess how that feels reflected to that person. Mm -hmm. It doesn't scream worth. It actually screams low value. Okay. And you, it doesn't mean that, that yet you're low value. What it means is that you are worthy, but you, it, it doesn't matter what you know to be true. It matters how you are perceived. Unfortunately, found out perception is reality. And so I just want to be so clear on that because you can turn someone off. That's a very good fit for you. If you do it too quickly or you, you know, or you haven't had conversation back and forth. That being said, respect your time. Your time is important. Yeah. If you're talking to someone and they're not moving the conversation forward, but you're thinking, okay, I want to see if this may work. Then you just go, would you like to exchange phone numbers? They don't, if they don't respond, you've got your answer. Thank, thank the universe, God, whatever you believe in. Uh, thank them for not having that person, uh, you know, respond back because honestly, they did you a favor. Someone better is coming in. What is the, t what's the average timeline for that? Or do you just kind of have to use your intuition for like, what is moving too fast or not fast enough? And, um, there isn't really a proper timeline. It is a lot of intuition. Okay. I typically walk my clients through this, but like, just as a general, general whole, if you want to generalize just okay. to kind of give, you know, ladies some tips, um, you know, with the conversation back and forth, you know, on a general rule, wait a bare minimum of an hour to three hours when responding back. Okay. Um, okay. I would say no longer than two weeks of conversation back and forth okay. before you say, would you like to exchange numbers if they haven't moved the conversation forward? Okay. Um, so those are just some really good general rules. Now, when you start talking to him or that your part or their partner, mm -hmm. um, you know, whatever, whatever that looks like for you, um, there's a couple of things you can do. I like to mirror, mirror their behavior. 
Okay. Okay. And so for, I mean, I think most people know what mirroring is, but if you don't just a quick explanation like that, whatever that means is like, if they're responding back to you, you, you know, they shoot you a text, you shoot them a text back, um, at, like right away. And then they shoot you another text back right away. You're good to go on the right away. Okay. 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 If they're shooting you, if you shoot them, a t- if they shoot you a text and then you shoot them a text back right away and they don't respond for two or three hours, wait two or three hours okay. to respond back. Because otherwise what you're doing is you're saying I'm really available. Meanwhile, they're saying I'm not. Right, right. <laughs> and, you know, that also will turn off the right partner for you if they're in that energy and you're not a high value woman always owns that she is going to come first, okay. that she is not going to, you know, sit there and drop, uh, you know, her friend, like if she has plans with her friends, she's not going to drop, um, you know, a plans with her friends to go on a last minute date. She's not going to accept a last minute date unless she sets a healthy boundary or standard, or this person is just so busy mm-hmm. and their schedules, this is really the only time they can meet. And then she's going to set a boundary and standard around that saying, listen, like, moving forward, I expect that you will ask me out, you know, at least a few days in advance. I'm, you know, I get you're busy. I'm busy too, but that is my expectation moving forward. It's very easy if you set it up that way. So you get treated right. And then that person really values you and wants to value you because you're not just accepting whatever the breadcrumbs, they call it breadcrumbs (laughs) that they're giving you. No, you know, I recommend never accepting breadcrumbs when you're, <laughs> when you're wanting a whole, whole, uh, you know, loaf of bread. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. And I think that it's really important to set those boundaries from the get-go, right? Instead of, it's almost like when you, if you put up something that's not super authentic in your dating profile, if you're just kind of going along with something because you think this is what that other person wants to make yourself more desirable for them down the road. I imagine that that be then becomes problematic because it's not actually how you behave or how you want to behave or how you want to be treated. Right. And, but if you don't like demonstrate that or just say it out loud, how you want to be treated from the beginning, Mm -hmm. then you can't really blame the other person when they are like, (laughs) what do you mean you're not cool to just go to the bar and shoot darts with the boys on Saturday night? Right. Wait, I thought you loved watching baseball. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, I freaking hate watching baseball, (laughs) but you know what I mean? It's true. (laughs) And I mean, that being said, you know, don't get into that energy of accepting less than you deserve just because, or not being in your authentic self because you're like, well, I like this person. They're attractive. They have a, because guess what? That's just going to hurt you later on when they find out, okay, well, I don't like this. Or they see eventually your real self is going to come out. You can only hold a facade and an image for so long that is not reflective mm-hmm. of who you are. And if you're looking for a long-term you know, relationship, partnership, whatever that looks like for you, then doing that is not going to be in your best interest, because guess what? You're going to sit there and think to yourself, like, like, oh my gosh, now how do I get out of this and show them who I really am? 
right. It's going to be, well, I'm going to say that you can't do it. You can always try, but it's going to be so much harder if you do it from that way, rather than just he, they show up how they want to show up. You show up how you want to show up, how, who you are. And then you see if it's a fit. If it's not a fit, guess what? There is someone out there that is the right fit for you. And the universe, God, whatever you believe in is doing you a favor. Mm-hmm. And you're just be grateful for that. Like there, it, don't get into, um, what's it? Don't get into, this is the person right? right. too quickly, because when you get in that energy, you are one devaluing yourself and your worth because, and I'm not necessarily telling you depending on the person and, and how, the, how the person that you are seeing, if you think that they are seeing other people, then I recommend keeping your options open. If they are more of like the type of person that just sees one person, but wants to take it slow, I don't recommend going out there and trying to keep exploring your options. I recommend to focus on that, but not hyper-focus. There's a difference. Don't go into thinking like, this is the only person out there for me. And this is the, this is the, what you do is you go into, okay, let me see how things are going to work out. Um, I'm going to show up how I am. They're going to show up how they are. And then we're going to see if it fits. And we, you know, this is something that we can kind of move forward into now, you know, something just very quickly to cover around intimacy Mm. and setting yourself up for success. A A lot of women have been through different situations, be it trauma or other, you know, different situations, and they may not always be comfortable to be intimate right from the get go. And depending on who you're dating, the other person may want that right away. Now, keep in mind, you get to choose how you show up in this situation. And you get to set this boundary and standard very early on. And it is a wonderful boundary and standard to set up because not only do you get to show the per- your partner or this person that you're seeing that you're a high value woman, but you also get to see how they show up mm-hmm. and you get the gift of seeing if they're just in it for the intimacy or if they actually are in it for the long haul and they want the challenge, they want to build that connection. They don't want to just rush into something with someone. So how I usually recommend setting that up is after you go on the first date and you have fun and you just are into it, you see, and you're going on your second date, you just say to that person, I just want to let you know, um, I do not have intimacy outside of a committed relationship. Okay. Not sitting there and saying, I don't have intimacy with you. <laughs> right. <laughs> we need to be this before <laughs> I'm going to be intimate. You're just setting a boundary around what you deserve and what you need in order to feel comfortable being intimate with someone. And then that way, that person gets to show up. And if they're not the type of person that's like looking for a serious commitment, guess what? They're going to run for the hills. And then you get to thank the universe and God and everything above and say, thank you for letting them out of my life very quickly so that I can meet somebody that will meet me where I'm at, not me having to meet them where I, or they're also having to fight them off constantly because they're making you feel uncomfortable and you're like, please leave me alone. Right. <laughs> like that, but you know what I mean? No, so. I do. Cause I think that there's, um, I mean, for women, there's this, you know, there's this whole complexity around sex and 
purity and enjoying sex and like what that means. And especially if like, if you've been with the same person since you were in high school or even college, right. And you're recently back out on the dating scene, like navigating some of these, like what, what, who am I as a sexual person? Right. And being able to recognize that for yourself, um, oftentimes outside the confines of what traditional society and culture in the United States tells us we're supposed to be like, and trying to navigate that, that again, not setting yourself up early on in a relationship for intimacy that you are not going to enjoy in the, for the long haul, because you're going to end up in a situation again, like you deserve to have pleasure. You deserve to feel good in the bedroom, whatever that looks like for you, right? And you deserve to have somebody who respects that and wants to give you pleasure. So if you're feeling pressured in any sort of way, because you think that's what you need to do in order to be desired, you're, like you said, you are knocking your own self-worth and your own value. And you're again, going to set yourself up for big disappointment, Mm-hmm. in the bedroom and outside and life's too short for that. <laughs> yeah, no. And I love to set my clients up for success. Yeah. And the only way to set you up for success is to set those standards and boundaries up front because otherwise you you're you're going to get into situations. I mean, this is something there's a lot of, you know, uh people well, people this is more on the male based side, so just keep that in mind, but yep. um that have a three date rule. Okay. And this is something I find to be really alarming, but it's how our culture has become. And it's unfortunate that men are expecting this, Mm -hmm. you know, and are being less chivalrous towards women and are expecting more of us to carry all the weight in all the areas. Whereas it used to just be either one or the other, right? Yeah. Like either you were the, you know, you worked and, and he was at home taking care of the kids or vice versa. Um, more on the flip side of that, probably, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. And, and so when you get it, if you're with a man that has a three day rule, guess what? He is going to run for the Hills and you're going to be like, cool. Bye. Because that never would have worked from the first place because any person that doesn't respect where you're at doesn't respect your boundary and your standard is not the right person for you. Amen. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> so how, how do people work with you? How, what does that look like? How, if somebody who's listening today is like, you know what, i really want to work with Lisa. Like what, how do they get in touch with you? How does, how does that all get set up with you? So you, there's a couple um, uh, different ways that I recommend. I do have my email and phone number on my Instagram. My Instagram handle is um, at feminine.sexy. Okay. And so you can reach me there. Um, my site is called sexyfeminine.com. And how people work with me. So I love to do something. I it's like a complimentary consultation. It lasts somewhere between, you know, sixty to ninety minutes. That's amazing. It is completely complimentary. It's a courtesy and service I offer to my clients. And let me explain a little bit of the why behind it. Okay. One, you know, I believe 
in a building a partnership with my client. We are a team. We are, I am only as successful as how we can work together and really empower each other. And I ask a lot of my clients, I'm going to have you take accountability. I'm going to have you do homework assignments. I am going to, you know, ask you to do the work behind what is wrong so that you can heal yourself and move forward. So I set up that complimentary consultation because one, I want to make sure it's the right fit for both of us. You know, we're, mm -hmm. as we're entering into a partnership, you know, just like you would when you're dating, you know, I am, you're choosing me and I am also choosing you and we are choosing each other because we both know it's the right fit for each other. And so I like to go through in that introductory session, a little bit of, you know, your goals, what you're trying to accomplish, and maybe get a little bit of your background, not too deep. And then I just kind of go over our, the programs I offer. I do offer three main programs okay. involving, you know, ones for four sessions, ones for eight sessions, ones for 12 sessions. Um, you know, uh, so mainly because I know that sometimes when you're newer to getting out there, you may be a little bit more timid, having trouble. You want to just kind of dip your toe in the water. So I like to do that kind of program for um, that. And it's called Fresh Start to Love. Oh, that is the four session program. I love the that. Session, <laughs> the eight session program is called Conscious Love. Maybe you know, you know, you've been on dates, you've been dating, you know what you want, but you're not quite attracting that and you can't figure out why. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean that like that even is what's going on. You could be more new, but maybe not just wanting to dive all the way in. You know, I like to be a little bit more flexible around these things. Now, I, the, my, you know, main program is all love. Mm. This is for ladies that are, you know, just ready. They are ready to meet them, the love of their life. They are ready to dive in, do the work, heal the past patterns, the attachments, the, you know, what happened from their childhood. They are ready to put it in so that that way they can really attract that, attract that high value partner very quickly, very effectively and get that done and be where they want to be. I want to get you there as quickly as possible. I work with women on their profiles. I, you know, I go over, I want them to write it from their own perspective mm. and then I will tweak it for them because it can't be in my words. Right. That's not, <laughs> that's not me. You know, I'm not, I'm not you on the profile. Right. But right. I want to be able to set my clients up for success so that I can really, you know, that the profile is written in a way that, that, you know, your partner will respond to the right person will respond to, mm. you know, I also either help um, ladies with particular, you know, outfits and getting, you know, setting them up. If they need a photographer, I work, I partner with photographers and they need a makeup artist. I can either help them select out, sort of, uh, select makeup because I have a, an aesthetics background oh, or cool. I will refer someone to them as well. And I also work with, um, I can help them on these, all these things too, but just depending on where they're at in the area that they're at, I also partner with wardrobe um, stylists. So that way, if they are wanting, you know, to up their wardrobe and really make that happen for them, I want to make sure that those things are all possible. 
other just little quick things to um, to mention. I do I do something that's also just an additional program. It's manifest manifesting the person of your dreams. Oh. And so I will do a visualization session lasting from like thirty minutes to an hour, depending. Where I just prompt you to get into the energy, into the space, into whatever that looks like for you. Um, and be able to kind of show you, um, like, and put you in that energy. And so that way, when you go home, you just work on that manifestation and you keep thinking about what it is that you want, all the qualities that you want. You know, I think sometimes we put out there, I know I used to do this. I'm guilty of it. Like, oh, I just want, you know, I, I, you know, at one point I was like, I want a, a man that makes my life easier. Well, I got a man that makes my life easier, but he was completely emotionally available, oh. unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> so he made my life easier, but he was not ready for what I'm ready for. Right. Um, so I want you to be able to manifest the partner of that has everything that you're looking for. And I walk you through that. The only other thing I really really offer I offer it only goes up to about four sessions I offer and ask me anything so if you are like in a relationship or with someone and you know that you don't really need you know a full session package I do this only up to four sessions 30 to 45 minutes max per session but this way you can just go on ask me questions to help you maybe fine tune some of the little things that are going on in your relationship mm. or with yourself and that way just be able to kind of just really quickly kind of fix those things that sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> i love it basically i'm very passionate around what i do yeah and i know that we really like dug into so much of the dating part of what you do um, on today's episode. So I would love to have you back on to maybe talk a little bit about when people are in a relationship, like how, especially if a relationship seems to have like lost its spark or things just seem to be, you all of a sudden seem to be in different places, like some of the work that you do there. So I would definitely love to have you back on to talk about, okay, so now I've met that person. We're in this relationship. Here's what's happening now. Sort of situation. I would love to join you again. And this way I also get to join Marissa too. Yes. <laughs> Two yes. is better than one sometimes. <laughs> I know. I mean, I in know. this scenario. <laughs> Not necessarily around love. <laughs> no, no. I mean, for some people that works for them. <laughs> Whatever works for you, right? <laughs> but yes, I would love I would love to come back on and be able to cover that with um, all those ladies that are in relationships or in marriages and want some, you know, kind of, you know, uh, direction in those situations. Thank you so much. Amazing. For that. Yeah. Thank you. And for everybody listening, make sure I'm going to link all of Lisa's information in the show notes. Um, so make sure you go and you follow her on Instagram, make sure you go to her website and take advantage of that 60 minute consult. Like what an amazing offering that is Lisa to, you know, um, offer that opportunity for folks to see if you're a good fit to work with them. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for you ladies. I'm really want to be able to. Awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. And until next time, friends, um, hopefully, uh, Marissa will be able to join me on the next one. Otherwise, you know, 
You got me. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. I'm, I'm happy either way. I really, really, really have enjoyed the time together. And thank you so much, ladies, for listening as well. This has been an episode of the Strong and Simple podcast. If you'd like to learn more about any of the topics we've discussed or about any of our guests, please make sure that you visit us on Instagram at Strong and Simple Podcast. And if there's ever any topics, questions, concerns, anything that you would like to suggest to us, please feel free to email us at Strong and Simple Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. content of this podcast represents the views and opinions of Michelle Farrell, Marissa Zabo, and their guests, and is not intended to be individualized advice or recommendations. Nothing in this episode is to be construed as medical advice or to substitute for individualized fitness or nutrition advice. Always consult with the appropriate professional for your own needs. We, Michelle Farrell and Marissa Zabo of the Strong and Simple Podcast, reside on Pawtucket land. We acknowledge the land and the Pawtucket people, as well as the land and the people of the many Native nations of whom the land belongs, to respect and honor them and their land, as well as to be mindful of the harm colonialism has and continues to do on the Indigenous people of the United States and the world. This land acknowledgement is our commitment to support Indigenous peoples and their voices in the struggle against systemic oppression and for human rights, as well as to push against the canceling and erasure of their history, their stories, their culture, and their present. We encourage you to visit native-land.ca to discover whose land you are residing on, as well as ways to support Indigenous folks.